0: Hello world, it's been a minute. Welcome back to Golf Subpar, Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. We took a nice little break over the holiday sleaze. We had to rest up, you know, get our voices back to where they need to be. But guess what? This is episode 100. We are back. Couldn't be more excited. We have a hell of a show lined up for you. But before we get into it, since it is the 100th episode, let's look back. It's crazy that, you know, we haven't gotten canceled yet through 99 episodes. Give me the sleazy man's favorite episode to date.
1: Oh, Granted, they've all
0: been great, and we love them all.
1: Going back, hard to believe it's been 100. Right off the jump, we got one of my favorite ones just because of my fandom. The one guy I'll openly claim to be a fan of, the, the Rat, was right yeah. here in studio. That was kind of a surprise one, one of the few kind of surprises. that was just dropped on us with his people out there watching. We're like, hey, do you guys want Kyrdek? I was like, hey, yep, sure enough, sure do. Love the Rat coming on there early. I mean, Kami, commie, Kami's is an all-time favorite, and that was more just a performance by Mike Commodore than anything else. Um I really enjoyed Johnny Manziel's, to be honest, because he was kind of quiet at the time. He's out there a little bit more, giving more interviews, talking to people. But to get that inside look on his life from pre-Alabama to when he beat Alabama and the whole world changed for him overnight, that was a big one. It's, it's Stokely recently was great. Are you just going to list all 99? I mean, let's go through the list. We got all, <laughs> we got all of them on there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. We've had some good times, good guests, a lot of good dudes. Who stands out for you?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Mike Commodore. I, whenever I tell anybody, if they're like, "What?" If I'm going to listen to one episode, yeah. what would it be? It's him, just because it's so entertaining. If you just like, the world needs laughter right now, and no one provides more of that than Mike Commodore. And I can't wait to do episode two, of, two of him in 2022. It's going to be a lot. Of, we got a lot more to get to with him. But I mean, if you look back, at some of the golfers like Joel Damon, I thought was fantastic. Padraig Harrington leading the Ryder Cup was just awesome. I mean, Gary McCord's always a blast. Our guy Max Homa
1: max is fantastic
0: we've had some incredible guests we are very very lucky and it's not going to stop 2022 is going to be bigger and better than ever how about
1: george brett we forgot about georgie wow georgie was a 10 that was a blast we should get him back as well he can go for days james hahn another one that stands out Mm -hmm. with all his craigslisting and whatnot and deal bargaining uh that was a a fun one too yeah
0: but i can't wait to see what 2022 has as always, thank you all for listening every single week. I've been getting so many phone calls and texts me like, dude, what's going on? I, I, don't have anything, I don't have any pods to listen to. I'm like, guys, we just did 50 in a row. And I think going back, I think we've done 99 in a row. I don't we're even know if we've had any weeks off.
1: We're punching so, the clock. Yeah. So punching just, the clock,
0: and now we're two back. two weeks. That was it. We're back. And like I said, this week's episode is fantastic. We got Kevin Kisner in the building. But before we get to that, we got to talk a little bit because there was a major championship happening here in Scottsdale this past week. The Johnny O Twin Fin, which you were the defending champion of with Andres Gonzalez. We also had the Century Tournament of Champions.
1: Another minor event. Another minor this event. There's a fill-in. But
0: let's start with the Twin Fin. Pro Scratch here in Scottsdale Greyhawk. You guys were up there. I-, I did have a first. I was housing your man, Andres Gonzalez. Now my boy. Okay. He had a rough travel situation coming from Seattle up there in the snow. He gets here. His flight supposed to get in at midnight. Doesn't get to my house until 4.30 in the morning. Flight delayed. Clubs don't show up. We're going to go play The Rock. Nope. No go. So his clubs finally come that afternoon. He doesn't bring him out of the club glove until the next morning. And he, uh, as, as m- many smart traveling golfers do, they take the fairway woods and the heads off their driver. So the airlines don't break them genius, right? Well, that is, unless you forget to put the heads back in the travel bag,
1: that'll happen. You he know, pulled his clubs just out, he the goes, woods. Well,
0: looks like I'm playing iron, irons only this week, guys. <laughs>
1: He used my driver in the practice round. And, like, Dre has a – he's got a unique move, and his clubs are fit a little bit different. It's pretty specific to him and him only. You can't just hand it off, oh, you're not using your driver. Uh, it's different. And he used mine in the practice round. I was like, dude, you better find a way. He's like, don't worry, Cole has some Callaway heads. I can throw them on there and I'll be okay. I was like, thank God, because we got stressed if this is the way we're driving the golf ball uh, all week. But yeah, you know, that's, that's on par for our team. I brought my rock form speaker to the golf course first day, ran into a little mishap in the parking lot where I found out my house got broken into and robbed, so I was on the phone dealing with these scumbags who jacked all my stuff. By the way, this is how dumb these idiots are. They jacked all my stuff. My closet had a bunch of birdie juice and get amongst the gear in there. Didn't even take it. Mm. idiots most valuable stuff probably yeah exactly probably probably bought it it. but anyways i show up to the course we race out there i end up not hit really hitting any balls we get up out there and i'm like damn left my speaker turns out i'd already put it in my bag i didn't really realize it till the eighth hole so we were rattled we were rattled there early on but once we got the rock form on whitney got in the earlobes and everything turned around we had a good day the first day we shot 14 that's as low as we've ever shot day one and we're neither of us are near as good as we used to be and we're like oh my god dude yeah you're the final
0: group and then uh rod pampling and Mike Rowley, founder of Straight Down Clothing, ended up um, running. They shot seventeen under the first day, which is a tournament record in a scramble format. Ended up shooting twenty three for the for the victory over Tom Hoagie and Jordan Wolf, both TCU boys. So TCU mm-hmm. brought it home. Y'all didn't have the best second day. I believe we ended up tying. We did tie under,
1: which I didn't find out till the end. I was like tied damn. for fourteen. Yeah, top fifteen. Yeah. What expect? Pay well. We expected to suck. We sucked. We yeah. just waited one day to suck.
0: Well, I'll tell you, who didn't suck that was Cam Smith down in Hawaii, Century Tournament of Champions, 34 under par, record-breaking performance. Uh, had three guys break the tournament record in one week. Cam Smith, 34 under, John Rom, 33, Matt Jones in there at 32 under. Just absolute clinic from these guys. Unfortunately for the Kapalua Plantation course, there was just no wind, no defense. It was soft. They played it up the first two days, and these guys just torched it.
1: Yeah, bring your scuba gear out there. I mean, that's a golf course that you plan on having 20-mile-an-hour winds. They got... 380 yard par fours that are playing, you know, typically play straight into the teeth and you got to hit some shots in there, flight it down. It was three woods and sand wedges going into those things. There's just no defense for that place. You give them a soft golf course with soft greens, big, the widest fairways on the PGA Tour and no wind. I don't care what you're going to do. And then you give them a par 73 on top of that. They're going to kill it. And they did it. And um, God, I thought Cam Smith just go toe to toe with ROM for 36 Mm -hmm. holes, come out on top. And it wasn't like ROM. Made a double bogey or gave him some room. There was no breathing bogey. room. He made one bogey all oh. week, thirty-two birds and an eagle. For the
0: record, you realize that one bogey he made was a lost ball. Yeah, and, he lost, bur- he and then he birdied the it, it on ball. the other ball. Yeah, Jesus.
1: exactly. He shot sixty-one with he shot twelve under with a lost ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a joke. But like, he took John's best shot, and I thought Cam. I don't know what he did. He took a little time off during the offseason. He talked about it in his poster on interview, but he had more gas in the tank. He had like three or four more miles an hour was ball 178 speed. 178 on 18. He was hitting it up there with Rom like the whole day, who's the best driver of the golf ball in the world, period. Uh, and he just went totally – it was just – they were just trading blows, like a heavyweight fight. I don't love 30-plus under winning golf tournaments, but it was a battle down the stretch. I like Carnage a little bit more, but you got two guys at the top of their game playing great golf, and shit, it was fun to watch. I would
0: say – Back to your comment about John Rom being the best driver of the golf ball, period. That Bryson DeChambeau, there's.
1: He's pretty good, um, too. Listen, he he's long,
0: and it's crazy how. Rough straight he week
1: did. this week, but he, he was a surprising. When you would think that golf course in I those agree. conditions, he would just eat it, and he didn't. I, mean, I think it was mostly driver this past week, but Rom, one of, if not the best driver of the well, golf ball in the world, and Cam was right there with him the entire time.
0: Matt Jones with the record setting, final two days, little uh, 23 under par. 62, 61, just absolutely ridiculous. 2,300 pardon, two days of golf. But back to John Rom, there has never been less doubt that he is the world number one. Yeah. I mean, he is by far and away the best player on the planet. He's going to be a problem for these guys. I think he's going to be number one for a long time to come.
1: Yeah, there's just not a single weakness in that game. The thing that separates him in my mind is if you go back and look at his stats from when he joined the PJ Tour to now, it's hard. There's just very few. Bad weeks ever. It's always top tens, just top 10, top. Like a bad week is ninth. A bad week is 13th. You know, other weeks where guys are like, oh, I'm playing great. I finished 13th last week. John's like, throw that out. I sucked. There's never any bad weeks. And his, his, w- w- the question always gets asked, who's, go- who's the best if everybody's on, right? Well, everybody's really good if they're on. Take it, go all the way down the list, go to number 50 in the world. If he's playing his best golf, he's going to be damn hard to beat. But you hardly ever have that. John Rahm's B game or B minus, whatever you want to call it, is. Head and shoulders above everybody else. I agree. It it still gets some top tens over and over. He's he's a problem. He is.
0: Well, like I said, this is a very special episode. This is episode 100, and we have a very special guest joining us this week. The mouth of the South, the one, the only, Kevin Kisner joins us. I mean, it's sad that it was on Zoom because I feel like the three of us sitting around a table getting amongst it would be just incredible TV. But still, Kiz, one of my favorite guys. I recently emceed his charity event, but he was nice enough to sit down with us for an
1: hour. We need to get him back. With He was he was on brand. He had a glass of wine that he just opened up. We're having a good time. But Zoom's a little bit different. There's you know It's just not quite the same as sitting down. So I think we'd find another time when it all works out. We're all in the same place at the same time. Run it back and get even a little more in-depth with Kizzy. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned you emceed his thing. Before we get to him, we had a – We got to talk about the dry heave just a little bit because I think we talked about this leading up to a twin fin dry heave. For those that don't know, it's after the practice round. Everyone goes out to the 10th tee at Greyhawk. You play to the 18th green, which there's a lake in front of. They put the pin up front. We emcee the deal. And the whole goal is basically just be as relentless as possible on everyone that comes up. You did Music's it. playing. <laughs> you I, did it. I did it. I did it. You take a little bit of a backseat because there's, there's no cameras allowed, but there's a risk if something gets out. It's not all appropriate jokes for everybody, right? You got to be on board with all this stuff. But, God, we unloaded on people. Uh, there's some good, good jokes. Some people took the brunt of it. Never seen a worse performance from the PJ Tour pros in not even the history close. of my life. I mean, dude, who can we go through that hit in the water? I mean, Wyndham Clark, water. Oh, here's the guy that hits some pretty good irons. Ches Revy, soup. Middle um, of the soup. Middle, like didn't even you land on You take the hardest
0: land. day ever at 17 at TPC Sawgrass, and this was worse. Oh. There was more balls in the water. Adam I the Hadwin, I mean, overflow. you
1: go down the list of these tours. I was like, you guys are shit. I'm about to go back to Q School if you guys are winning tournaments, but... Man, we had a good time. I really love those things where it's kind of no holds barred, just mm-hmm. rapid fire. Just That's un- your specialty. That's my yeah. number one thing. But if we you did ever have need that, holler at your boy. Just
0: an unbelievable conclusion. And we'll go ahead and spoil our guest next week. The great John McGinnis comes in, walk off, straight off his SiriusXM radio show, hasn't hit a ball, last guy to hit, 93 yards, grabs a pitching wedge, takes a rip, spins it back to one foot, one inch, winner, club in the air. Everyone went crazy. Everyone loves John McGinnis. Which, wait till you hear this episode. It's absolutely incredible. But John McGinnis is your 2022 dry heave winner.
1: Just Cinderella story. Walked straight in there. Grabbed a pitching wedge. 93 yards. Most guys are it. lob wedges (laughs) or sand wedges. He just grabs full bore pitching wedge. And somehow was able to bring it back. Hits, spins back to like a foot. And the whole goal of the whole thing is to make sure a tour player doesn't win this thing. And Johnny, God bless you. You did it, bro. He did. A lot of good things happen
0: when you come on Golf to Bar. We've said it. I mean, he comes on. He wins the dry heave. All these guys have come on. They've played great. Our guest this week, Kevin Kisner, goes to Kapalua. Terrible golf course for him. Yep. 7,600 yards, long, soft, top tens it. Mm-hmm. Got to be a successful week. Contribute to only one thing, golf subpar. I couldn't, couldn't you want to
1: play great, guys? You're in a slup? Call us. We're the reverse Manning cast. Exactly. If you're firing this week, Kis is a good one to have uh, down there in Hawaii. And also, I don't know how much you get into the Champions Tour gambling. I played with Rod Pampling the final day. They're the team that ended up winning the, the Twin Fin. Pretty damn good right now really damn good so maybe maybe it's time to dip my toe in the old champion steward gambling pool you know what i mean
0: all right well before we get to kevin Kisner, I gotta tell you a little bit about calloway Kevin Kisner's a Callaway guy. He's playing their brand new driver, the Callaway Rogue ST. These new drivers are the company's fastest, most stable drivers ever. With industry-leading innovations, they create a breakthrough in performance. It's got an all-new tungsten speed cartridge, places specific weight up to 26 grams, low and deep in the head for increased speed, stability, and high MOI. You know what just so happens? I just got one right after the twin. Are you hitting seeds? Smashing it. I mean, we'd never heard of Rod Pampling if I'd had this driver before the twin. I need one. Do they make
1: an illegal one? I actually tried to get one of those every time. Trampoline, I need it.
0: But it's the industry leader in artificial intelligence. They have lowered spin and increased forgiveness in their face optimization formula. Rogue was the most played model at the Century Tournament of Champions this year. To find out more, be sure to visit CallawayGolf.com slash RogueDrivers. All right, they got four different options too, Sleaze. It's not just a one-hit wonder here. We got the Rogue ST Max which is Callaway's best combination of distance and forgiveness. Fits the majority of players out there. We got the Rogue ST Max D, dedicated to draw model for players who need the most shop-shaped correction. You're a slicer of the golf daddy. ball. The Max D is for you. Max then we got D. the Rogue SD Max LS. Stronger trajectory, lower spin, and more neutral ball flight, and then we got finally the one I play, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS, a compact low spin head for better players.
1: Triple Diamond. Obviously. How is it off the toe? I need something good off the toe after this past week. It though.
0: likes it just draws right back in there nicely, high, stays in the air, will tumble for you.
1: High and long and far. Okay, done. That's right, the but one. go
0: check out that new Callaway Rogue ST driver, the number one driver in golf. Callawaygolf.com/rogue. All right, here he is, the one, the only, Kevin Kisner.
1: All right, we got a certified dude with us here today. The man likes himself a cold beer. He enjoys watching a little football, not to mention racked up four wins on the PGA Tour. Basically, he's got life figured out pretty good. Kevin Kisner, welcome, as he takes a drink of red wine.
2: What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. I I feel like I uh, just got to a new level in my career, finally getting asked to be on your podcast.
0: Well, first off, that it's is big. just rude because I've asked it's you many, big. many a times, so don't even say that. You know, you're too busy with the boys over at Foreplay. You know, I'm surprised you haven't had got a restraining order on Riggs yet.
2: You know that I was uh I just put out a little tweet talking trash about you and that was the first thing somebody said was how can you go on a podcast that had Riggs on before you? Wow. It's a good question.
1: I think we we've heard from his attorney since this thing started. Cease and desist right now. Mm-hmm. He's got a monopoly on kids. He's going to be pissed.
2: <laughs> tough <laughs> shit Riggs. i, I haven't know. actually heard from old Riggs in a while he I, moved out there to scottsdale he's he's your boy now
0: i know he's i'm running around i'm having to babysit him out here i ran into him at the cardinal game last night he asked me to take him to whisper rock i'm like jesus guy I thought you were like this <laughs> rich-ass fucking podcast guy can't you afford your own membership out of
2: whisper rock hey but before we go congrats i saw your uh Instagram or tweet today.
0: Oh, thanks, buddy.
2: Is that, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I don't no, know when you're putting this out. Yeah, or no, whatever. you're,
0: you're, you're allowed to say it. You can, you can praise me all you want. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Layer it on.
2: Yeah, man, that's no.
0: cool. I appreciate it. I'm very, very Congrats. excited. I can't wait to be out there following your group and having you fuck with me all the time.
2: I just hope I'm in a group that you're following, Colt. I do too, because
0: I got a lot to say when, when you're in the group. It's a lot of fun. We, <laughs> You got a little
1: Terrible. time off right now for the first time in a while. What's uh give it? Walk us through two weeks off in the life of Kevin Kisner.
2: I leave tomorrow to go uh, on a seven day hunting trip. So there it is. Um, take take my kids to school in the morning. Pack up the truck. Actually picking up Scott Brown. He's going for about three days of it. Uh, Brian Harmon Hudson Swafford from St. Simons is driving up. Meet me. Uh, Harold Varner's coming down from Charlotte. Yeah. We got a big crew, a uh, bunch of guys getting together down at my farm on the coast of South Carolina and hunting for a few days. And my family's coming down on the, over the weekend. What are we hunting for? Damn. Yeah,
1: big game.
2: <sighs> well, mostly anything except humans. Okay, perfect. That's good. <laughs> you could probably negotiate that. Uh, not- yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we gonna a big duck hunt. We'll do some quail hunting. We'll deer hunt. These guys, all these guys like to shoot a bunch of deer. So I've never been that crazy about it, but I'll put them on them. So, uh, I'll send y'all some pictures of all the dead shit we have.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Sounds incredible. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of the off season, I mean, obviously you're a big Georgia Bulldog fan. Mm-hmm. We got a rather big game coming up. I know you're disappointed about what happened a couple weeks ago at the SEC Championship, but let's talk, talk a little Georgia football with us. How are we feeling heading into the college football playoffs?
2: Man, to be honest, I I told my wife in third quarter, half through the second half, I said, it's just amazing that I can be this depressed with 19-year-old kids. (laughs) I got quit drinking. I saw the writing on the wall. I went in my own room in my house, told everybody to leave, and I just sat there and watched us lose, and I was so depressed, I didn't want to talk to anyone, so my whole... uh, perspective like the season was going just how I saw it perfectly and if we finally beat Alabama you know I wouldn't even really cared what happened in the playoffs but um hopefully it lit a fire in their ass and they'll be ready to go for the playoffs I don't really like that line in the Michigan game because um I I, I don't see how we're nine point better than Michigan but I don't know I do a lot of gambling and a lot of losing so I'm sure Georgia will cover <laughs> you're in good company
0: tell me this would you would you give up one of your four PJ tour wins for georgia
2: to win the national championship oh shit oh that's tough if do i get to keep the money and you can just say i have to, to win <laughs> i don't have to win anymore. i was about
1: to say that's a million plus
2: uh fandom right there <laughs> yeah if you can just give I, the trophy I've, back whatever. i've received uh i've, I've received exactly zero dollars from the university of georgia but um a free free education i guess is worth it but now that I've piled all the money back into it, I feel like uh, I'll just keep my check and my trophies, and hopefully they pull it out. But I, I love my man Kirby. We've gotten to be good friends, and I hope he does it, man. Just I feel like it'll open the floodgates if he can just finally do it.
1: Kids, we saw the tweet that you had to send out from JT. Clearly, put you know, had it scripted for. You had to call Nick Saban daddy and all that. What was the <laughs> other side of that bet? What did, Was it? another tweet that JT
2: had to send out that you wrote? Oh yeah. What was it? Do you remember it? Mine wasn't going to be, you know, he has to be so like, uh, you know, he's a superstar and I'm not, so he has to be very safe. (laughs) Uh, so he was like making me continue to send him drafts. And I was like, you know what, we'll just see how the game goes. Um, he's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. And then all of a sudden he wants to tweet me 25 times during the game. And I just think that's pretty funny.
0: Well, you know, you might get another shot at them. Y'all take care of business. They they're probably going to take care of business against Cincinnati, and then y'all get another one. But Athens is a special yeah. place. I've got to, I've only I've spent one week there in my life, and I had so much fun; it was unbelievable. Tell us a little bit about what it was like going to college down there.
3: Whew.
2: made me a worse golfer, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> I you know I don't have many breaks, as you know very well, Colton and, and Sleeze. I've only parted with you a few times, but I'm not very good at the let's just have a few drinks. I either want to have all of the drinks or none of the drinks. Um, so a lot of brown liquor and a lot of late nights and, and early golf turned into some bad golf quickly, but I had the most fun of my life ever there. And that's why I think I'm so passionate still about the program because um, I mean, truly, I mean, I met wife there and truly defined who I was by going there. So it's two hours away from the house. I still go up there three or four times a year to football games. Got so many friends and support from, from that time that it's just a place that I'll never forget. And, and my kids are hooked on it now. I took, I took them to two football games this year and they run around the house yelling, go dogs and doing the chants. So hopefully uh, hopefully they'll be hooked on going there when they when the time arises.
1: I saw that before you turned pro, you were actually accepted into the Georgia Law School. Is that right? Are you sneaky, smarter than you let on?
2: I was never accepted in the Georgia Law School. Somebody got to edit your, your, Wikipedia, your Wikipedia, Wikipedia,
1: bro. Wikipedia is messed up. Wikipedia is fact. If it's on that thing, I just say it.
2: Well, that's pretty cool that they're talking me up that I'm smart, though. I was about to say, you hide it well, bro. <laughs> I hide it very well. What was your. I wish I, I couldn't. I couldn't make it through a semester in law school. I was impressed.
0: What was your uh, What was your go to spot there in Athens? Because I found a place on a Tuesday night there. I think it was called. Is it Bourbon Street? Oh yeah, Happy yeah.
2: Hour at Bourbon Street's always good too. We got like I ten, think it's still there too. man.
0: We got like five beers and ten shots, and it was like fourteen dollars. I was like, God, I'm fucking moving here. This yeah. place is incredible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 God. Yep, you could literally go there for happy hour and who knows what you were drinking, but if you had nine dollars in your pocket, you could stumble out of there by 11 o'clock. Sounds incredible. College was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> God damn, it so good. Who are you? The can't guys? even buy a drink for nine dollars. I can't even tell you the last time I bought a drink for nine dollars. Nine dollars gets you a Fiji, maybe half of a Fiji, maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's nothing. Who are the guys you were running around with in Athens? Were you hanging out with more? Of the golf team going out with those guys having a good time, or do you have where you run around with different people?
2: Man, I had uh, I had one of the best setups ever, and I hope whoever owned that bar isn't on, ever ever listening to this. But one of my friends' dads played golf at Georgia. And he he didn't play golf, but he was a bartender at, at General Beauregard's. He was in my wedding. His name's Bill Holbrook, one of the best guys in the world. But he he would trade me bar tabs for golf swag. So I could go in there and just send it all night. My tab would be ten bucks. And then I would just drop off like two dozen logoed balls and a sweatshirt at his apartment the next week and roll on.
1: Fair trade. That's
2: yeah. NIL these days, that's way above board. <laughs> I wish I was around in NIL. I could have had some major money. No doubt.
0: Let's talk a little about when you turn pro though after school. Obviously you had a very successful college career. And you go on to turn pro and you know, it started off a little slow for you. You played on the Jicky Jacks for a little bit, as Slees
1: likes to call. Nothing the wrong with the Jicks. Yeah. Tell us a little about the start of your professional career.
2: Shit, I was the richest guy in Aiken, I thought, when I was on the Jicky Jacks. <laughs> Made like 117 grand one year. I was rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I don't know. I I, I got worse in college. I was like illegal my freshman year, and then slowly declined because I enjoyed college which i think all these kids should do but none of them seem to do that anymore uh and so when i realized i actually went to work for my dad out of college because i wasn't sure if i even wanted to play golf um and i made that about three weeks or a month and said this sucks. i'm going to the range and he gave me 16 grand to start and i won my third tournament i think on the mini tours and kind of off to the races from there um Tried and tour school, didn't make it, I don't think, for three tries, and then finally made it through and then and missed my card by one, I think, and then played a full year on the web and got my card that year winning on the web. I think it was a perfect trajectory, to be honest, because I wasn't ready to be on the PGA tour even when I made it. Um, I literally walked out to a swing coach, didn't know anybody, thought I was a badass, and then slowly got my teeth kicked in. So, There's such a diff time and age now compared to 2010 when I started that these kids come out, you know, ready to roll. And I I didn't have a clue. I showed up at Sony Open thinking I was going to win, and I think I finished last. So uh, I had a big learning curve, and that was after four years of, of trying to make it.
1: Yeah, like you said, you you went out there, you you get your tour card, then you lose it, you go back, you re-get it again. Um, When you have, like, two years on the PGA Tour like you had, and then you got to go back and play a year on the Corn Ferry Tour before you get it back, is that the toughest pill to swallow as a professional golfer, to be at the pinnacle and then have to regress and go back down and spend a year there?
2: Oh, I was quitting, man. You can ask my wife if I was in... I'm pretty sure I went back to the Corn Ferry or the Web back then, and I was in, like, Columbia or... Or somewhere, and I got the nastiest stomach bug and was sick for three days, and had to either through or I played through it or something. And I was gonna go to Chile the next week, and I called her, like, I think I'm just, I think I'm just gonna fly home. She's like, Well, you're already down there, you might as well go play. And then I won the next week in Chile and got my card back. So it's crazy how you hear those stories all the time, but I'm like living proof of it.
0: Always listen to your wife.
2: She's way smarter than me, as you know.
1: There's no doubt about she that. She probably did go to law school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick rewind. It was probably her
2: that got accepted in law
1: school. Yeah, easy mistake. Wikipedia, I'm going to sue their ass after the show. Uh, before <laughs> before you got on the tour and you were playing on the Jigs, and that was like the golden era of the Jig. Like you said you made 117000 You could do that back then. You can't do that now. But give me one guy that you were playing. I think you were playing, what, Hooters and Tar Heel at the time. Give me one guy that you thought was really good that would make it on the PJ Tour who never panned out.
2: David Robinson was incredible. He won all the time. He caddies for Jason Kokrak right now.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jason
2: Kokrak, Jason Kokrak, uh, like D-Rob won every week because it was 6,700 yards. and Nobody really cared about distance back then. Like, I don't know if y'all remember this, but 15 years ago, nobody's like, holy shit, that guy hits a 300. Nobody said anything. Just like, well, he shot 68 or whatever he shot. That's all you talked about. Now all you talk about is how far does that guy hit it? Yeah. Um, and D-Rob just hit it 260 down the middle, hit it 20 feet, and made eight of them a day and beat our ass. So he, uh, he had a hell of a career. And then I remember when Jason, his boss, came on, and he hit it 350 yards, and everybody was like, holy shit, but he couldn't putt. And everybody's like, well, fuck him, he sucks, he can't putt. <laughs> and now you see what he's doing on tour and rolling, and he's going to be a top 30 guy in the world for the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah, he he can absolutely. He almost shut it
1: down too during that time. Yeah, we talked to him about that during that same time you were playing.
0: Go back to that distance thing because I know you recently paired up with Max Homa at the Shark Shootout, and I was talking to him, and I guess he had to play off a couple of your tee shots, and you just looked at him and said, "It's not that fun, is it, being back
2: here?" Man, it, not only that was I was not hitting driver worth of shit last week, and so that just exacerbated the distance like he's striping it and he's hitting it he hits a 15 or 20 by me already then i'm heel cutting him down the middle just trying to give him something in play and he's hitting bombs after i do that 30 by me and he's like well i'm gonna hit the eight iron back here i'm like okay bud because he was striping it and uh yeah there was a few shots where i go damn it's not that easy from back here is it buddy on 18, he hit it in the water and I had 217 in and he had to hit four iron into the wind from 217. and He hit it like 15 feet, of course. I was like, Do you not think I'm one of the best players in the world? He's like, What do you mean? I go, I mean, think about how good I have to be when I play from back there.
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's a good point. You ain't lying. I mean, it's a lot of people said like Corey Pavin was by far the best player in the world considering he's given up 80 yards to every guy.
1: He won a shinnecock.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: fred funk i mean think about him brian gay how about brian gay how many years in a row has he kept his car in the 260
1: yeah yeah probably four spots on tour he feels like he could possibly win showing up realistically
2: i mean the fact that he can make a million dollars in the 260s
1: incredible well you ain't doing too bad for yourself you've been out there a long time we talked about you had to go back to the Corn Ferry tour you got your car back you get on on tour Starting in 2014 and really into 2015, you come back, like you were a different beast. I think you had four runner-ups in 2015. You got your first win later that year at the RSM. What changed from the time when you lost your card to 2015 when all of a sudden you were a world beater? Man, I
2: mean, I always tell people that I'd have to credit John Tillery because he's the first guy that I worked with on my golf swing that I actually felt like I knew what he was talking about and I knew what I was doing to make the golf ball go where i thought it should um so i i always had this crazy confidence and i still do i'm cocky as shit that's the only reason i'm 5 10, 160 pounds and play on tour um but like i knew where my golf ball was going to go and i haven't been, i can putt so like get the hell out of the way watch this hold my beer it was kind of mentality and Soon as I started seeing golf shots that I'd never seen before and hitting six irons right at the flag, I'm like, Holy shit, I can beat the hell out of these guys. And I kind of took off and ran with it from there.
0: Yeah, you did. I mean, you got you found yourself in a number of playoffs that obviously didn't go your way. Was that frustrating or was that like, okay, I'm, I'm this close. I mean, I'm one shot away from winning a whole bunch of golf tournaments. Yeah, I
2: think you kind of, like in my opinion, I always thought about my trajectory. Like I I basically came out of college not even thinking I was gonna play golf to playing mini tours to playing in the Corn Ferry tour to playing the PGA tour, getting my teeth kicked in to now all of a sudden I'm I'm winning golf tournaments and losing in playoffs. How pissed off can you be? So it wasn't like I, I was Tiger Woods and expecting to win the first tournament I ever came to. Um so it was kind of cool to see the trajectory. Obviously, I was disappointed not to win the playoffs. Um, but it is what it is. That's basically a crapshoot at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I tell people all the time I've never made a bogey in a playoff, I don't think. And I've never won a tournament until the wind, I and mean, I had to birdie the second hole. So it's not like I'm out there, you know, making doubles and triples in the plus to lose.
0: And you had to dodge a four-footer from Adam Scott. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't even I, that was the craziest shit I ever seen. I love Adam. He's a great dude, but I'd already put all my shit up and Dewey and I were talking about how <laughs> we're getting to New York and does he want to fly with me that night?
0: And then he's like, Oh
2: shit, we gotta go back to the T Yep, I was there.
0: Y'all I was y'all going y'all were gonna make me miss my flight. I was like, this six man was gonna go two days. Six
1: men, yeah. The God. other ones have been, you know, mono e mono, and then that's the one.
2: Cole, should I not have won in regulation with my second shot?
0: Yes, you got absolutely hosed. And I'll be honest, I was following your group. It hung up on the back <laughs> fringe. I even walked within about eight feet of it. Even gave it a little, <sighs> trying to get it to blow down there close to the hole. Couldn't if get it Cole to blow. Cole can't blow it in, yeah. dude,
1: it can't be blown in. I'm not supposed to be freaking, biased.
2: But... I was fucking sitting back there in the fairway waiting on the crowd to cheer. I'm like, why the fuck are they not cheering, Dewey? What are we waiting on? <laughs> Funny as shit. That ball
0: started rolling. I was like, "There's no that's going to come back to a kick in," and it. it just hung like on the littlest piece of grass. I'm like, "Oh my god, we're going to be here for a year. I'm never going to get out of Greensboro." North seventy-two
1: whole playoff with six guys. By the way, you might be the last guy, kids, that Cole ever admits to openly rooting for. Now that he's going corporate, now he's going to have to be very impartial going forward. Now he's so he's so big time, he can't do it anymore. He'll just say, "Oh man." Tough break there. We'll see how it plays so out. So, what is,
2: what is your uh, what is your new role? Are you going to be like uh, taking over uh last group or whatever on Saturday and Sunday?
0: I think Miss Dottie's still going to have the last group on
2: Saturday and Sunday. I'll go. I'll go with the next one. Well, please, if you ever get to interview my boy Scott Brown, do it like Dottie when she told him that since he had never won a tournament, was he nervous? And he had already won. Yeah, the tournament. Have you ever that. seen that interview? That's good shit. Make sure you do that. Just get up there and wing it. Hey, what's fucking, your name? I had to freaking shrink down, dude, and I was like, "Oh my God, did she just say that?" I gotta like, "Hi, uh, God, it was funny." What did he, he respond with after, after that? Yeah, that'll last forever. I'm pretty sure he said, "Well, actually, I did win last year in Puerto Rico, so I've been in this situation before or something." God, I was like, adorable. "Get her, Sky." Oh, those
0: are the ones that make. All me right, cringe. we gotta go back
1: up the gym. Yeah, it's over.
2: Let's let's talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I just meant uh, rec- I think she said something like I meant a full field event or something like that. I'm like, God dang
0: <laughs> Just kick the man. Wow, I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about your first win. 109 starts, and then you just go out there. You have lost, I think, three playoffs at the time, and then you go out there and you just absolutely slap everyone around and win by six.
1: That's way easier, dude. Yeah. Why didn't
0: you do, do that, that of going to
1: playoffs?
2: No shit. I need to try that more often. I don't think you'll see that much on tour anymore, do you?
0: No, it's just, it's so, the guys are so good and so competitive. It's it's hard to run away from fields. But my question is, what did it finally feel like to get that monkey off your back? Because I know every single week you were one of those guys that had to answer the question, like, Kias, when are you going to get this done?
2: Well, i tell you, I remember uh, I had like a three-shot lead starting Sunday, and it was the most nervous I'd been on any Sunday. Because I felt like all I could do was screw it up. And whereas all the playoffs, I don't think I were either I was either tied for the lead or one ahead or one back, and I remember warming up thinking, man, you just to get this done, you you got you got it in your hands. It's time to go. And I remember the first hole, I hit it barely in the first cut, and the pin was back right, and I caught a little bit of a flyer and chased over the green in the back rough. I'm like, oh shit, here we go, and somehow I hit a chip four or five feet and made that for par. And then I think I birdied four or five of the next six. And it was basically over after that. So um, I was playing with Chappie. That was cool to have one of your good friends in the group. Um, And I'll never forget on nine, I think I was four or five under on the front. Or we could actually probably look back here and see.
1: <laughs> there it is. We could just go look at you some. Of There's too many in. of them. We don't even know what we're looking at. Imagine
0: if um, you won all those playoffs. Um, you'd need another wall.
1: Yeah, you'd have to build
2: a new house. <laughs> no shit, I need another house. <laughs> you'd break uh, even on the deal. I remember Chappie, I, hit, I hit like a 30 footer on nine, for birdie. It's rolling and it's like halfway there. And he looks at me and goes, "You win." <laughs> 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 Barry, right back.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome.
2: Uh, so it was pretty smooth sailing on the first win on the back nine. I bet I think I had five or six shot lead going on the back nine. It was pretty pretty calm on the way in. Yeah, how big's that lead got to be on your
1: first win before you before you start thinking like, okay, I-, I think I got this one.
2: Well, you you guys know as well as I do. You're always thinking about what's the worst possible thing that can happen. So you gotta you gotta just refocus. But shit, I don't think I was like completely sane with what was going on until after that 16th tee shot because 16 at sea island you got that lake left and you can literally stand there all day if you just keep pumping them in the lake so I'm like, how far right can i hit it on this son of a
1: bitch <laughs> and then i'm
2: good to go that's uh, the way i thought
1: i figured y'all would think different y'all i'm
0: sitting here interviewing him yeah, good man. point i <laughs> figured kids would
1: think different kids has never interviewed me yeah good point he
2: <laughs> should he's missing out that's a good point but hey we got to talk a i'm pretty about sure you. do what I'm pretty sure I'll probably ask you some questions along the way. Oh,
0: we've we've definitely talked about some things. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about your match play record because it's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, you you made it to the finals of the WGC. You've won the WGC. You went undefeated in the Presidents Cup in seven 2017, which, by the way, pretty much everyone won that week. I don't know. If yeah, y'all did good. The international team <laughs> scored a y'all point. Did good, but. What are these Ryder Cup captains thinking when it comes down to it when they got the man who has arguably the best match play record on the PGA Tour?
2: I don't know, man. They don't like me,
0: I guess. Yeah, they must
1: hate a guy that's really I, tough. I love that. Well. <laughs> play.
2: Yeah. I've had the same phone call for about, what, four years in a row from every captain. Man, you were, you were on the team, and then you didn't play well in the playoffs. I'm like, okay, bud. Um I have, I don't know. I didn't give a shit. It's too political for me, and I don't really care. I don't really get caught up in that shit. I love Stricker to death. He's my favorite captain, but he didn't pick me this year, which I get. I didn't play worth the shit in the playoffs. Um, uh, Whatever. It's fine. I, I don't really care. I love playing team golf. I love representing the U.S. I'd love to be on any team possible. But, like, if my career ended tomorrow, I'm perfectly content with everything I've accomplished. You'd have told me 15 years ago you're going to have four wins play on a President's Cup, playing 35 straight majors or whatever the hell I've done, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. So I'm pretty good with what I've done. And, uh, you know, I got a kick-ass foundation, and I got a cool family, and I get to do anything in the world I want to fucking do. So fuck them. Fuck (laughs) them. And you got a nice head of hair, and you got a whole wall full of plaques in the
1: background, dude. Things could be worse. But, hey, being that you are – Being that you are one of the best match play players out there, I want to float this by you. I think that you're the first person I've come publicly with this, but I got an idea for the match play tournament, all right? Mm, Tell me if you're in for this, okay? Colt and I have discussed this on radio, but right now you guys do the ping pong ball thing, right? They draw it and they release the pods and all this stuff, and that's how it's done. All right. Well, instead of doing that, let's say, all right, starting this next year, world number one. All right, John Rahm, you're up, and he gets to go up there and he gets to pick. The next, uh, the sixty-three remaining guys, who he wants to play. All right, John Rom picks this guy. Boom, that's the first match. Then number two. All right, DJ, you're up. You pick the next guy, and and you go down the list and you play the matches like that. If somebody upsets somebody, they take over that spot. So if Rom loses in the first round, whoever he pick is now the first picker in the next round, and you get some drama around these things and a little
2: bit of hate going into these things. Is that a good idea or a shit idea? It's a great idea, but you got a bunch. of pre-Madonna's that you're going to have to pay to come do that shit. You don't think but people would want to get up there and say, alright, I picked you, Nitwit. I got you. First round.
1: Let's go. Made for TV.
2: You can't get the top 32 in the world. You can't get 32 dudes to show up in one place to do anything.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. What if we just stopped? What if we started doing the TV thing starting in, like, the round of 16? And they just text in their pick. I'm in. That'd be fun as shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> Text in their
2: fix. <laughs> I want Colt Nose. That's he what I'm saying. Is my next opponent. Yeah, I would do it. I, don't I would want those to. problems. Yeah, but inherently all golfers are pussy, so you got to think about that.
1: That's a valid point. Valid point. But I want you to float that out there to Monahan next time you see him. Say, hey, Slee's had an idea. Colt's in on it. You're in on it. You're the guy in match play. I think that's enough to move the needle. I
0: think you should say Slea's has this idea and if he likes it, then say Colt. Yeah, Lowe's yeah.
1: Use me
2: it. first. Use me as the as the bait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who the fuck We're we'll getting Colt to
2: MC it. Yeah
1: oh that would be perfect it, he'd be like oh call out kids all right mm-hmm. I we don king the shit out of that thing it would be perfect oh
0: i'd get a little wig get it way up oh yeah high. get a big yeah that'd be nice
1: yeah throw a little pick your
0: foundation was a blast though by hey, the way thank uh, you again for having me
2: oh. hey you're the man for doing it you're incredible i'm so glad you were there to cover for my ass but uh <laughs> I got, I got a question for you. I, I've been told to ask you about your first trip to Panama with Broadway and Chris Cox.
1: <laughs> oh, a little role reversal here. <laughs> oh, well,
0: see, I don't know if yeah, you know perfect. this. This isn't your show, Kiz. <laughs> no,
2: I'd like to hear the answer to that, Kiz. I've
1: been, ins- I've been ins- wondering about that for a while now. Well, we,
0: we had a great time. There was a lot of nice sights to see down there in Panama. You're getting a little but red, But I will say kids. this. This is actually a great story. <laughs> so Nick Malinowski was like an alternate, and he ended up caddying for me that first week, and I... It was my first start on the Court Ferry tour, and uh, we're walking by, and Broadway always called me Junior. And he goes, "Junior, how's it going?" And Malinowski looks over at him. He goes, "This pro golf's a little tougher than that amateur golf." <laughs> and we skip on walking. I played terrible. We had a little too much. <laughs> we had a little too much fun down there in Panama.
1: Panama, they should write a book or make a movie about the uh, that event. How hot it is! Oh,
0: dude, everything the guy. It's hot. The bus ride, just bumping around all those bumps the whole way
2: there. The bus ride. God. It's the worst. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, you and I be sitting together just banging our oh. head against each other the whole time.
0: It's unbelievable. Oh, a little
1: roller there. Oh. You can't you see gotta... it, kids. We got a little bit of oh, a little that's... sweat beating There's up. Some... He didn't run... I don't there know some... if that was the answer you were looking for, but my man, my man's there... a little nervous. You got any more in that phone of yours? Fire uh, him off. There are dude. some stories.
0: This. That was Broadway. Broadway still owes me money from that trip.
2: <laughs> Tell us more about Panama. Start from the beginning.
0: Oh, that's Kids, co me.
2: So, so right, right before we went on, I said, I'm about to go on subpar with these boys, and I understand Colton Ossie texts all my buddies for dirt on me, so why don't y'all send me dirt on him, and I'll I'll, I'll flip the roll.
0: Don't worry. This part so now United my phone's
2: now. freaking blowing up with all these
1: motherfuckers texting me. <laughs> What else you got? We got Nothing. time. We'll put no, it we on know.
0: pause. We got stuff to do. We got we got more people to get to after Kiz. Yeah. We ain't got time for all this. We got to talk about Kevin Kisner. We're focused That's on That's right.
1: This is the Kiz Hour. All right. I got one more. There we uh, go. I got
2: one more. Perfect. Can we do one more? We got time? It's your show, Kiz. Right, Let's go. This comes from a. Uh, this comes from a guy that's bald and might work for Barstool. Asked all about when we went out in the old town, me, him, and Max, and the kid saw us and had no clue who Colt was and asked him to take a pic of, of him with me and Max.
0: That is actually oh. not true. That is not true at all. Oh, Riggs is making no. shit up again.
1: Oh, no. God, here we oh, go. Oh, gosh, dude. God. He's so, look at, he's that glued to Twitter right now. He's like, he feels like he's watching his girlfriend yeah. cheat on Riggs, him with somebody Riggs else, just, and he's trying to intervene. Unbelievable rigs.
0: If you're gonna talk shit, at least make sure it's He didn't true. like
1: it. He is he is sweating <laughs> somewhere right <God>. now. <laughs> I love looking it. at pictures of y'all two together. Good old days. You right already?
2: after, right after I said I hadn't heard from that guy.
1: There he is. I hadn't heard from him in a while. Well,
0: he's he's everywhere. He had a. At you the,
2: know, he's on Twitter.
0: At the uh, at the football game, his badge said stadium employee. <laughs> oh, he got a new gig. That's probably I like, why what he's working. What the world are you doing? He was with the guy who started that Owens Mixers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was just walking around, stadium employee. What a gig. Yeah, Owens Mixers. We're going to get r- to, by mixture. the way. And the Cardinals game? Yeah. When we get to the E9, Riggs is involved. So just stay tuned. Oh, is tuned, he? I worry. got
1: to. So, <laughs> we might have some overlap here. Yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> but I do got to ask you a little bit about the majors because you said, you know, 35 straight majors and all that. You finished second at Carnoustie. You had a chance at Quell Hollow. I don't know
2: how many it is. I just made that – hey, how, hold on. I just made that number up. I don't know how many there is. I played like seven straight years times four. 28, 28 maybe. Is closer. Are
1: you sure you didn't get into law school? A couple of years that before that, though. Yeah, well, maybe not majors. Yeah, you're yeah.
0: But tell us a little bit about the majors, like your thoughts on it, because it seems like it's become – obviously, the Bombers have a huge, huge advantage. Do you Would you say that things have to go pretty much perfectly for you to contend, or when you tee it up – each time? Because you've told me before, like, Torrey Pines, like, what the hell am I going to do here? I don't even think I can
2: contend in in most of them, to be honest. I mean, I'd have to play, like, perfect golf and lace my four and right at my target and make butts. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. It's fine. That's the way the game is moving. Like, St. Andrews, I could win if things lined up properly, but that's one out of four, and and that has to be the week. So – I can either uh, learn how to hit it further or just be content with where my career is.
0: What about Augusta for you? Obviously you've played it a ton, you know, being an Aiken guy, being going to university of Georgia.
2: I just, I can't hit it close enough with the irons. I have to hit in to be honest with you. you like yeah. I, I stand sense. on four T one under par or even every year. And I'm like, okay, I've got to play four, five, six, seven in even par to compete and I can't do it. I hit
0: driver on 4 when I played after your foundation event. <laughs>
2: exactly. And I'm not I'm not much longer than you. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: and I 3 went into 5. I'm like this is fun. It's, it's
2: hard. Mighty. 20 under. Oh, okay. And, and- my favorite part is everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it plays way way shorter in April." I'm like, "Oh really?" The oversea just starts bounding in in April. Yeah, <laughs> I really see my ball bounding down the fairway. Yeah, when they mow it back in, I'll yeah. never forget last year on on Friday at Augusta. It was kind of a little bit breezy. It wasn't great, and I hit three iron on on four. It landed in the the pin was back left. It landed in that bottom shelf. It ran up to the top, rolled back down to 55 feet. I two putted, grade two putt. I go to five and I lace a driver and I lace a four and right at it to the front left pin, like not front left, but middle left. It rolls up the hill all <laughs> the way back to the front fringe. I got 80 feet, three putt. So I'm one over on those holes. I walk to 16, the pin's back right. I hit a, what I call as a cut. So it probably went dead straight. At the flag, six iron, it lands in the back fringe. One hops in the gallery. Now you're playing for bogey. Now I'm two over. Then I walk to 70 and I pull it in the left rough and I got to hit a low hook in the front bunker and I'm standing there like, Dewey, I've missed one shot in four holes and I got to get this up and down to stay two over in four holes. And the leaders are 15 under.
1: I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Yep. But you're a bulldog, dude. You're a bulldog. Going back to things broadcasters say about you. Every time you're on, once a week, basically, it's like this guy's a bulldog. He's a competitor. I want to know... Give me the Kevin Kisner top three other Bulldogs on the PGA
2: Tour. Dudes that not from Georgia. just yeah, not
1: like, no, no, no Georgia Bulldog reference. Just guys that are like, he's a Bulldog. He's a Bulldog. You got to take his last breath or he hates losing or whatever.
2: Abe answer. Mm. Okay. I don't know if he's number one, but he's up there. He's the mid, I don't know what the politically right word is. He's a small person. And wins. I think that's impressive as shit. Um, how many do I have to name? Three? Yeah,
1: just anybody that stands out. Harmon gets mentioned a lot in the same breath. I mean, I know he's a Georgia Bulldog, but that
2: doesn't matter. Anybody that's in our era of height that plays on tour and is in the top fifty in the world, I think, is incredible. You know who's incredible is Patrick Cantley. He's a Bulldog. Like he hates losing. I play a lot of money games with him on the on the side and. I love when he's my partner. Like, he really tries hard. I think that's cool. Do you feel sure?
1: like he's just too emotional, though, to ever really figure it out? <laughs> just a roller coaster out there. What, like when?
2: <laughs> Can't lay? Things yeah. really bother him. <laughs>
1: uh, that was a joke. I don't know if Man, it translates over Zoom.
2: His emotions are getting the best of him.
1: Yeah. You got to wind it back. Who's your Who's your normal Tuesday game
0: now that I'm gone?
2: Man, I don't really play on Tuesdays anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, I play the Pro-Am, and that's about it. Uh, I always like to play with the, the young guys, or they're not young anymore, but Jordan JT and Ricky, I love playing with them. Love playing with G-Dub. Uh, but, shit, nobody really plays anymore. It's like we're a fucking old. That's what sucks. <laughs> True. Uh, we used to like all go play, and now it's like, no, my back hurts. I'm gonna wait on the pro am, or I'm not flying in until Tuesday night. Or, yeah, I've been there a hundred times. I mean, we play in the majors, and
1: that's about it. Who's the guy that you enjoy taking money from, though? If you do play a money game, the guy that's the, the he hands you a hundred bucks, twenty bucks, whatever it is. Who's the guy that you get the most satisfaction from taking it from? I know this answer Jordan Speed. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, he can, he's got a couple of hundos to give, he'll be all right. Yeah, but he's
2: so sketchy about it, like never wants to pay on time. He's like, I'm off and off. But if he wins, he wants his cash right then.
1: Yeah, I know a few of those guys. We can start spreading that word. Jordan, pay your he debts, does. bud. All right, we'll bring that up next time. I love it. Well, well, let's get to the
2: who United Who
0: did you have, Colt? I thought you had picked the seagull, Charlie Hoffman.
2: Uh. Oh, God, that was a good one. I didn't think about that. I would probably actually put Charlie in front of uh, Jordan. Now that you mentioned that. Yeah, he,
0: I mean, he's the best. because
2: I, I play all the time with Charlie, and he's hilarious, man.
0: Is there a more fitting nickname for any human in the world than the seagull?
2: No. Didn't, didn't you come up with it?
0: I did not. I, I spread the word. We actually learned oh. recently from him uh, that yeah. his old caddy, Scotty, McG- or John Malinger's old caddy, Scotty McGinnis, is the one who actually came up with it.
2: Yes. He needs to be credited. All right.
0: Scotty McGinnis and
2: caddies for uh, Scotty Scheffler now.
0: He used to Correct. caddy for Scotty Scheffler. They recently parted ways, but yes, that's him.
2: Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But Scotty Scheffler's got the Ted Scott on that's. A, that, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. I was about to tell you, you might want to quit your on-course commentating and caddy for Scheffler. <laughs> He's going to make a fucking boatload of money.
0: Yes, he is. He can, he can absolutely go.
1: Not a bad gig if you can get it.
2: Well, kids,
0: your your wine looks like it's getting a little low, so we're gonna get to the the E nine real quick. Nine fun questions for Kevin Kisner. You ready?
2: I'm ready.
0: All right. We ask this to everybody. You can trade lives with anyone on the planet, dead, alive, whatever, for a day. Can be anybody else for a day. Who would you be?
2: Jesus Christ. Okay, hmm. that's a first.
1: Which day? He's had some good days and some bad days.
2: <laughs> oh my God from the day he
1: rises man yeah that's the one not the day he dies yeah, three days earlier was huh? a shit
2: day to pick <laughs> yeah exactly all right but Gosh. if if that sucker if that sucker is so good that he can keep up with all of us on the daily basis i want to see what that's like all right jesus that's our first that's jesus. our first
1: jesus <laughs> that'd be a tough one to top right. That's going to be a tough one to top. All right. We used to ask this one, though. I kind of want to know your take on this. We used to ask if, if your movie was being made about the life of Kevin Kisner, what actor do you want to play you? Who would you want for that? This doesn't count. There's a bonus question.
2: Matthew McConaughey.
1: That feels realistic, actually. Yeah. He even, the, the accent's already there. He can do the southern draw. He likes to drink a little bit. All right. He's going to take his shirt off at some point in the movie. People are going to like that. It's a good pick.
2: Okay. Right, next one. Most people like my shirt off, too. I would. Please. Yeah,
1: that's a toss up, I think, across the board. All right. Next question. You, Brian Harmon, Scott Brown, Hudson Swafford, you're all in the middle of the woods. You only got a bow and a knife. You got a battle to the death, Hunger Games style. Who comes out alive?
2: Of the four of us?
1: Yeah. Only one can survive.
2: Mm. God, mm-hmm. I ain't fucked with Harold in the woods enough to know but i I'm picking me or Harmon. you
1: or Harmon coming out that would be the, the the final the final fight I haven't I
2: haven't messed with I haven't messed with Harold in the woods enough to know but he's kind of dirty he might try to go dirty early but it'll be just like <laughs> too silly to, to catch on so he'll be easy I don't think he could be quiet enough yeah. to sneak up on anybody <laughs> right
1: all right I love it all right next question
0: when you hear the name Peter Tomasulo, what do you think?
2: Uh, the clown that played on the Corn Fairy tour that he tried to act like texting me all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard it worked pretty well. <laughs> For
2: like, tell, like a year. Tell us a little bit about it. You don't have to
0: say the name of who he is acting to be like, but tell us a little bit about what Peter I, did to you. I, I,
2: I can't. I can't even remember that guy's name. But well, I know it. If you want he, to at, it. <laughs> he he ta- he texted me like somebody on the web tour that was a donk, and for the whole year asking me to do shit for a whole year, like let's go to dinner, let's play a practice round, and I just fucking shaded him off for a whole year until I finally called him one night when we were drunk at a, at a dinner or somewhere. God damn, that was one of the worst jokes I ever played on me. Fuck him for that.
0: <laughs> he told me he had you going for a
2: long time. Oh, oh, like I'm not shitting you like a whole year. <laughs> every week, every week, every week. And then finally it came to a head in a restaurant. I think we were all together. I think you might even been there, but no. you're not there.
0: Yeah. So what happened was is he just casually slipped up the name of the person. You're like, wait a second. That, that was you. That's right. Time. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. It was well played by Pete.
2: Uh, what yeah. a, what a, what a how did I not have his phone number that whole time? He was doing it from his actual phone number.
0: Yeah. That was his entertainment for a And you know how year.
2: many times I hung out with I hung out with Pete Tomasulo and didn't have his phone number? How fucked up was I? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was. Like, literally we went to dinner and played
2: practice rounds together and I never had his phone number. He's literally texting me from his phone number, from acting like somebody else.
0: I love it. You get would get so mad. I loved it so much. I did that to Daniel Berger, acting acting like a caddy one time, and he went to the tour and complained.
1: That was great. <laughs> oh, Petey, he's a mischievous little critter. All right, next one. How does it make? You- hey, hold on before we go forward. Where is
2: Pete? I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, I just saw him. He's, He's out, out in California.
1: California's California a businessman. He's doing a little commercial real estate yep. playing businessman out there.
2: I figure you're gonna say selling insurance like everybody else, but <laughs> I think it's basically commercial the same. real estate.
1: Yeah, just yeah. plays golf with dudes.
0: Yeah, works for a really rich guy.
1: Pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. you know, his skill set's limited, as you know. <laughs> He's kind of boxed in. <laughs> He he didn't get into law school. No, he would never Definitely. admit it to Georgia law. That's a rare breed. Uh, all right, next one. How does it make you feel when you fly a bunch of your guys home private out of the goodness of your heart after playing your charity event and when you land, your car is the only one not there?
3: <laughs>
2: oh, man. You know what? To be honest, I don't really give a shit because – For those dudes to take the time out, like, I'm not trying to be sappy, but, like, Colt flew over there, took time out of his schedule. I paid him $0, and 19 tour players showed up in my event. I paid them $0. For them to all take time out of their schedule and come support me and help what we're trying to do in our foundation is pretty special. So the fact that I'm in a town that I know very well and I can get around, I wasn't too concerned. Now, the other tour players thought it was the funniest shit in the world that there was 12 BMWs backed in perfectly with everybody's name in the windows except for mine, and I just standing there hungover as shit, dead, tired, and I had no ride. They all got a good kick out of that. But um, to be honest, if not still drunk.
3: (laughs) That
0: was a
2: long couple days, bud. It was a lot of fun, I can't imagine how you – I haven't even talked to you about Augusta, but I can't imagine how you felt at Augusta that day. Well,
0: I felt better than the boys I was playing with. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> they were in rough I days. just hung out with uh, I just hung out with Swindell at the Shark Shootout because he did the concert down there, and he's like, "But what what happened?" <laughs> well, yeah, I said man. I have no idea. I just I got think... an SOS on where is Cole?
0: Yeah we uh we made it we showed up at augusta everything, on time everyone was well behaved by the way up, that, it was all good that whole paying zero dollars thing i just been waiting on you to ask for my address i didn't know that was actually what, what the deal was <laughs> hey i flew you over there that's true did
2: i put you in first class i hope
0: yeah i'll let it slide everybody else flew private i was flying in there
2: yeah
1: two B. Mm-hmm. I mean it's nice it's you
2: got leather.
0: me on that dump augusta too so whatever did I, like I at that. least
2: uh, fly you first class? Of
0: course you did. You're a gentleman, Kiz. I, I had an absolute blast. blast. We had so much fun that night. Except my job, Brittany made my job to make sure if Kiz got too drunk to to take care of him. No, and that's like, a good job. I'm like, you want me to take care <laughs> of that one. That's
1: a good job. Why don't you go ahead and cure AIDS while yeah. you're at it? <laughs> Why
0: don't you call Peter Malnati to get out here and take care of Kiz yep. when he gets
2: drunk? <laughs> Work on that COVID vaccine
1: while you're at it. <laughs> as long as we're doing impossible. Hey, here. uh...
2: I'll tell you two stories because we haven't talked about this. I literally haven't talked to you other than telling you thank you. But uh, Brittany says at some point um, she's told you that it was time to get me off the stage. Mm -hmm. And so y'all both like talked me into it. And I was coming and I was coming and I like made it halfway down the stairs. And I was like, fuck y'all, I'm out. And I just turned around and went back on the stage. She's like, God dang, Cole, we lost him.
0: No, she first off, she said, grab him, and I go, first off, I know when he's drunk, and if you grab him, what's going to happen next? <laughs> there might be a, <laughs> a swing, so I'm not going to do that. So I was trying to trick you. It didn't work, but hey, either way, no one got hurt all night. We had a blast. We had a we had a public concert, then we had a private concert back at the raise a cottages. bunch of money. Oh.
2: My second story is. Your two guys from Augusta, Rob Johnson, Nick Evans, who are both on my foundation board, great guys, called me that Monday night. When I got to St. Simon's. I was in my room, it was like eight o'clock and the phone rings, and it's Rob Johnson I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> so I answer, I'm like, "Hey, uh, what's up, Rob?" And he's like, "I just wanted to let you know that I had the greatest guest experience of my entire membership career at Augusta Nashville Day. Your guys were exceptional. They were disciplined, which I laughed at, disciplined, <laughs> respectful, and were the greatest guests that I've ever had. I had a, the most enjoyable day of my, my membership career. So, cheers wow. to you, Colt. Well, there you
1: go. Well, I guess that you money we came from the bathroom off. right yeah. now <laughs> is a bad time to tell him you hijacked all the shit.
0: I, I actually stapled a picture of myself in the crow's nest, left my mark, and I bolted out of there. <laughs> yeah. See <ya>. I'm out. <laughs> all right. Next one. Have you ever slept in a room full of snakes? No, but I've
2: dreamed about them.
0: <laughs> Tell us, because I've recently learned you're a sleepwalker.
2: Yeah, well, I'm a, like a crazy dreamer, night terror guy.
0: Okay, well, I want to hear if yeah, you say the same story good. that your buddy Scott Brown told me.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Brownie. Brownie and I used to stay together all the time, and he caught me one time on top of the air conditioner unit.
0: <laughs> he said he woke up like, what the fuck is going on? He said, there's a bunch of snakes down there. <laughs> what are
1: you doing? <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> Join me. Yeah. That's a It incredible. was bad.
2: You know when you stay in like, uh, like a Hampton Inn, they got that wall unit under the window? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I was on top of that in a fetal position like this, and he woke me up. And I was like, he's like, what What the fuck are you doing, man? I was like, dude, you don't see all the snakes on the ground? I, I'm not fucking with them. I'm out.
0: Come up here. There's room for two. <laughs> Save yourself. I didn't know you were such like a weird sleeper like that. Yeah, it is odd.
2: Oh, not in my house normally, man. Just on the road never do it in my house well
1: you have a
0: tough
2: profession but that. like
1: uh <laughs> yeah, luckily you're
2: only gone 50 weeks a year yeah. <laughs> Brittany i'll tell you britney's got all the stories She she'll tell you like hotels i'll be out of the bed ripped all the covers and sheets off the bed and she's just laying there like what the fuck man <laughs> yeah i'm always doing something man. weird <laughs>
1: uh, okay, uh,
2: next one Alright, you're driving
1: down the highway And it's a downpour, okay You see two guys hitchhiking on the side of the road You only got one seat Available in your car, okay Pull up, One 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 dude is Nick Saban The other one's Urban Meyer Who are you picking up? Nick Saban Oh, wow Oh, The dogs hate Florida, bud I know, but mm-hmm. it, not Nick it's, it's been a long time
2: yeah, LeBron. Urban, Urban out. seems like a loser. Yeah, he ain't doing himself too many favors <laughs>
1: no, right now. He might be even that actually might be a real scenario here pretty soon.
2: Yeah, uh, Nick's, uh uh Urban, I mean what what is he even doing this year? Not Did y'all not see then. that story where he 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 told all his assistants to uh stand up and prove themselves as to why they coach for him? Oh yeah. I think he's just trying to get yeah. fired. Yeah. Well, are you not the fucking idiot that hired them? Like, exactly. what are you even doing? Correct. Uh oh, am not the smartest guy in the world, but like, hey, you fucking hired him, bro. Yeah.
1: After his little uh, incident up in Columbus, too. I take some balls after that.
2: Just a small, small incident. Hey, I'm going to send my team home. I'm going to hang out up here and grind on some chicks. Yeah. I'll Ar- be
0: back. Arguably, though, I did see a couple That was their Halloween costume. It was a hot Halloween costume. I love
1: that. Hot in the streets.
0: All right, next question. What was worse for the game of golf? Charlie Hoffman making it to the PGA Tour or Riggs making that putt to beat you in the four-play scramble? Hmm. Riggs. God damn, I've never rooted for a putt not to go in more.
2: The only problem with that Riggs putt is nobody in the entire planet thought it was going in except (laughs) Riggs.
0: He is a very confident putter, by the way. He thinks he's a
2: tiger in 2000. His, His game is so shitty, and he somehow still has confidence in that putting. God bless him. Oh God, that was so like bad. literally, I was like, all right, dude, we're just gonna lag this down there and tie and we'll all laugh about it and have some beers. And he made that putt, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna lose to these clowns.
0: Mm. <laughs> Tough break, kids.
2: Yeah, that was a bad day for golf. Grow the game went to shit after god. that point. Charlie Hoffman taking
0: <laughs> me to the tour as a close second, I'll be honest. Very close.
2: For how many how many years has Charlie been on tour? Twenty. A lot. 22 minutes. We need to get rid of that Texas Open.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, just get rid of San Antonio. Don't rid- that
1: shit event yeah. and let's get rid of this guy. Monad needs to make that announcement. <laughs> In an effort to get rid of Charlie, we're eliminating Texas off, from the schedule. How about just to
0: further define him as a seagull, the fact that he wears a shirt around that says Valero Texas Open with his career earnings from that tournament on it. Like, Jesus. God damn. I,
1: I want to hate it, but I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> I really do.
2: I think that's a that's a strong move.
0: I
1: love
2: it. All he right, we're gonna. He wasn't on the board with me. I could probably make a motion to get that tournament done with, but he will probably vote that one out. Do you need unanimous overrule him somehow? We need three. When, yeah, we need
1: three fourths. Oh, you can handle that. All right, we're gonna stay on the rigs topic here for a second. Uh, who do you think has a deeper? Undying, unconditional love for you. Riggs or your wife? <laughs> like take a bullet for you, step in front of a train for you, no one can touch my guy. Riggs or your wife?
2: Man, it's probably close. It I'd is. hope my wife does, because Riggs made me exactly zero dollars. But uh um yeah, I'm gonna go with my wife.
1: It's close, dude. But there's
2: plenty of time. There's plenty of times when our relationship, with I would say Riggs,
1: <laughs> I think Riggs at home like cutting the skin off of a doll, where a Kevin Kisner doll wearing it around at night, and of Elector style.
2: I mean, the problem with Riggs is, is he's actually smart, so you can't fuck with him too much because he's pretty smart. I
0: yeah. mean, he loves you so much. He switched to Team Europe.
1: That's true. He literally committed treason for you, dude. I don't know. Would your wife do that? No. We lock people up in Guantanamo for that shit.
3: All
0: right. Last (laughs) I love you, Riggs. Last question. You know, you give your coach, John Tillery, a lot of credit. He's got you going in the right direction. Things have been great. But what would you say his worst coaching moment with
3: you
2: was? Oh, God damn. Worst coaching moment. There's somewhere. He... Oh, man. Uh, probably at Colonial. Yep. Did you call him?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he said you would have five PGA tour wins if it wasn't for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, his cousin is the lead guitarist for Collective Soul who happened to be playing uh, the concert during Colonial. And on Thursday night, I shot like three or four under. I'm in top 10 and he's like, you want to go, you want to go listen to the music for a little bit? And that turned into 3 AM, me rolling into the hotel. And I had tee off the next day. And I was like, so content that I wasn't going to let Dewey know that how shitty I felt when I played the next round. So I'm, I'll never forget. I was on the tenth tee, starting the day at Colonial, and you know there's that creek right there, right in front of the tee, and all those people around the wall. And I'm like, standing there with a hybrid or a three iron. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna top this in the in the creek, <laughs> like standing over the ball. I like, I I know, I know I'm about to top this, and I like, somehow hit it, probably blocked it in the right rough or something, but. I just faked it along all the way around to number nine and I'm like, holy shit, I'm even par and I'm going to make the cut. Somehow I'm going to make this cut. And I had like a nine iron on in the number nine to that right pin. And I hit it in the middle of the green to 20 feet and I handed Dewey my nine iron. And I said, you have no fucking idea how good this round is. (laughs) And he's like, what? I said, I am so hungover, I can barely stand up and you haven't caught on one bit, and I'm about to shoot even par and I'm going to bed. <laughs> and he's like, Holy shit, you played it all so well. It's incredible. And I ended up finishing like fourth in the tournament. Yep. And could have won easily if I just shot like two under that day
0: Yeah. He goes, I cost my man a PJ tour. All right.
1: Your your work is pro bono the rest of the year there, JT. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: greatness Well, Kevin, this has been so much fun I wish we could go even longer But you're the best, man We gotta do this in person someday
2: I'm ready If if y'all ever have me out there to, to Scottsdale Fancy Scottsdale, I'll, I'll be in You
1: know you're always welcome Yes, sir, anytime Oh, I forgot to ask you, too buddy. I'm
2: not like Riggs yeah. I'm not like Riggs. I won't just ask to come. You know, I'll just uh, wait on the invite. Well, he's going to get, like, a text notification as soon as you
1: land down in the state of Arizona. There'll be something that alerts him. Kisser has landed. He'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, kids, man, we really appreciate it. Have a great night, dude.
2: All right, y'all, too. Thanks for having me on, and all the best to y'all. Y'all have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. And uh, I know y'all don't have kids, but I got plenty, so I'll be playing Santa. lisa well, has got the second one happy- on the way.
1: Yeah, I got one. And one. Are you doing, sleep Any I didn't minute, know now. That, I'm sorry, bud. No, you're yeah, all good. Any I'm minute.
0: Sorry. Could happen right now while we're It could have happened
1: an hour ago. I don't know. <laughs> all right, Cole, all right. you
2: just keep practicing.
1: All right, buddy. <laughs> we will see you later. See you, bro. Thank, Thank you. Bro. Thank you.
2: Bye. All right, bye. bye. All right,
1: well, that
0: was Kevin Kisner joining us on Golf Subpar. One of my favorite interviews we've had to date, Sleeze. I mean, the man just. He lets it fly. He's open. He's honest. He's no holds barred. He's Kevin Kisner.
1: He's one of the few dudes you can get who's like a name brand on the PGA Tour that really doesn't give a shit about saying anything that might potentially get him in trouble. And that's why people love him, by the way. He says what a lot of people think, but he doesn't care Doesn't care about getting in trouble for it. No, love he, him. He drinks a, a be- glass I, of wine, I'm, a little lipper in the mouth. He's perfect.
0: Yeah, and that's, just, that's how he is. He's not yeah. scared to play anybody head-to-head. His match play record is a joke. I can't believe he hasn't been on a Ryder Cup team yet. Hopefully he will before his career's over. But just to, like just how outspoken and open he is, I'll never forget the audio picked him up at Augusta one year, and he's on number 12. One of the hardest holes ever. He's over a shot, and he's mid over it, and his caddy Dewey's trying to tell him something. He's like, "Who cares? I'm in last." <laughs> Boom! Hits it. Like Send that's just
1: it. that's just kids. That's what yeah, he does. That's exactly right. And you mentioned the Ryder Cup. We might have. Do you think we went a little hard on rigs during that? No. We're talking about that. I mean, the kid, the guy, damn near gave up his U.S. citizenship to vouch for Kevin Kisner being on the Ryder Cup team, and that didn't happen. He was pro Europe, and now players were fading him all week long
0: Riggs hates on every one of my instagram posts that i do whether it be for cbs or golf it. subpar so i'm perfectly fine with us burying him
1: no such thing as bad pub but yeah we we got into him a little bit there but like i said the guy damn near committed treason for for his book for based on his love for kids it's usa all the way buddy. so yeah 100 100 percent we'll see how that went for him but this these
0: kevin kisner is the guys we need on these pay-per-view events Without These question. these made for tv events the matches Kevin Kisner is one of the best trash talkers on the planet. He's got great game. He's a great player. Let's get him on there.
1: Hundred percent. You couldn't like he would be the number one draft pick if you pulled all the golf fans across the country. Like who you want in this thing? First pick Kevin Kisner, and then <laughs> let him pick who's the guys you got the best rap with. This guy. The golf is good across. The, no one shows up to see the best golf in the world. You know what I mean? Like you got that every single week on the PJ tour. Give us guys that are they're all really good. They're on the PJ tour. Give us the guys with the best rap. Kiz is that. He'd be a he'd be a ten in that. And I don't know why someone had maybe it's up to us to get this thing done.
0: All right. Well hopefully when this episode airs, Ooh. he's a happy man. You're gonna be happy because or pissed. Right, as we're doing, we're getting ready for the start of Georgia, Alabama, and the national championship game. So we'll see what happens. Either he's gonna be a happy kiz promoting the podcast for us or an angry kid. Either way he's gonna promote, it. I'm gonna make him.
1: Yeah. Uh he's either gonna be really happy or really pissed. Same with JT. There's some dudes invested in tonight's game. So yeah, by the time this airs, uh someone's gonna be not happy.
0: All right. Well, before we left you for a little holiday vacation, a little couple week break, we gave you a little parlay out there with our boys at FanDuel, the greatest sports book in all the world. A little two team parlay. We each picked something we liked over the Christmas holiday. I took the Indianapolis Colts plus a couple of points. Way to the pick Arizona them before Cardinals. they went to the ship. Yep, exactly. Smart. Winner. And you had the under in the Georgia Michigan game. Also a winner.
1: Under by a I hook. Mean, we have been the on up. Frickin' heater, sleeves. Heat right now, dude. Heat and I was firing these same gamers off like I love to all the time this this past week. I don't want to I don't want to curse myself and say like I'm hot and gambling cuz then the next thing, you know, you don't win anything. But dude, I'm going right now and I am heavily invested in uh this showdown between Bama and Georgia.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait. And guess what? New York Welcome to FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Here we go, New York. We are not only celebrating our 100th episode, but also the launch of FanDuel Sportsbook in New York and want you to join the action and get amongst it with us. From Brooklyn to Buffalo, now you can bet on all your favorite teams. And best of all, new customers can get started with a risk free first bet up to $1,000 when you sign up with promo code SUBPAR. FanDuel is New York's sportsbook, and they have more lines than the subway.
1: Yeah, all you New York degenerates, good news. Kick those scumbag bookies to the curb. Come over here to FanDuel. The water is warm. It's safe and secure. You can get your money right away. in as little as two hours. Number one sportsbook in America. Awesome promos each week. You get odds boosts and things like that. And I don't need to mention it again. Same game parlays. Yes. That's all you need to say.
0: Yeah, it's safe, secure, quick payouts, nothing better. But this week, we're going to make you all some more money. We're going to go to the Sony Open, second straight week in Hawaii. YLI like Country Club, short, tight golf course. One of my favorites. Not, we don't get many of them out there. there. Are not I get excited. Many, just not talking
1: many. About the man that just came on the show, Kevin Kiz, That'd be a good look for this week as well. But love this. Hopefully the scoring's a little different. We get some wind. I mean, the place needs some wind. But it's cool because you can see 59s at that mm-hmm. place. You've seen them before. And then when the wind gets blown, you can see a score that's around barely double digits under par. A couple
0: of years ago, when Cam Smith won around here, it was 11 under in a playoff. Because exactly. the wind blew like hell. I was there. It was a disaster how hard that's it was That's why
1: won. it's fun. It, it could be a shootout, or it could be really hard good.
0: You see all types of winners around here. You see Kevin Nas. You see Jimmy Walkers. You see Justin Thomas's, You've seen Paul Goidos. Um, it's 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 an awesome golf course. It's a lot of fun to watch. And this week, I'm going with a guy, Sleeze, who's won around here. I like and that. He's, this
1: is one of your boys. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I, it's one of three guys. Is it Corey Connors?
0: Great. Iron, no, it's not. He was close to making my it's roster.
1: Uh, Russell Henley? There it is. Okay. All right.
0: Great iron player. One here is rookie year. Birdie his last five to get the job done. He's going off at plus 3,200. I love that value. Russell Henley is my guy for the Sony Open.
1: You'll get no argument from me ever with Russell Henley. I fire him repeatedly. I'm going to go with the guy... I liked a lot last week, and then they turned out to be zero wind and dome-like conditions out there in Maui. I'm going to pick him again this week because I really like him. I think he's the best wind player for my money on the PGA Tour. The more it blows, the more I like him. Mark Leishman going off at 19-1. to He Played good in Maui, even though it really wasn't, I don't think, perfect setup for him with the way the conditions were. Still top-tended over there. I'm going to get him knocked a little bit of the rust off. Still got a top-10. Now he's coming to a place I think suits him great. Can flight that thing low. Chips it great. Mark Leishman, 19-1. to Let's stay hot, kid.
0: All right, well, what are you waiting for? Just sign up at the FanDuel Sportsbook with promo code SUBPAR to get started with a risk-free bet up to $1,000 and get amongst it with us. Must be 21 years and older and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text hope new york to four six seven three six nine well done wow all right welcome new york glad to have you yes yeah. please i'm heading up to shadow creek hope to see you next week if not you know it's been a good run
1: Yeah, we've had a hell of a show you know what i mean 100 things episodes what are you good. gonna do the same city things have happened but, but if uh, not
0: i'll be back and we are bringing the beautiful man himself john mcginnis in studio it is a fun one everyone stay tuned It's going to be a great episode. Enjoy it. Thanks for 100 great episodes. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.